Hello, soccer fans. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Fantasy Doctors Soccer Podcast. We are your hosts, physical therapy students Berg, here with myself, Andy Sarah. What's up, guys? What's going on, guys? What's going on? New to the game? I'm excited. Yeah, so we have our new co-host here, Berg. Um, He is a physical therapy student as well. Um, Berg, why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners about yourself? What's going on, guys? So my name is Berg. Like Andy said, I'm a physical therapy student at uh, Mass General Institute of Health Profession. I'm a second year. I run I run a soccer page um, called the Soccer Obsessed, where I talk about injuries. I talk about fitness for soccer players, all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, I've been watching soccer. My first memory of soccer was when I was four years old. So I've been watching the game for a long time. You know, it's a, it's, it's a bit complicated now. As you get older, you have less time to watch. But, you know, I'm still watching all the time. And I'm actually very excited, very grateful um, to actually be given this pa- platform. So we can talk about injuries. You know, it's, just, it's a good thing when you mix the sport you love with, you know, your career and, you know, end up having a little fun. So it's good. Yeah, uh, that's great to hear. And we are super excited to have you on. Um, we're hoping to get more episodes out um, on a more consistent basis. And there's not many people that do what we do here at the Fantasy Doctors. Um, We give accurate reports on injuries. Um, A lot of the times, um, other media outlets don't really have the medical insight to give you guys. I've seen that. Yeah. And we're excited here because although we're still students, um, we do know enough to make sure that we're giving you guys the right information. Um, We got a lot of topics to go over today. Um, We have a Neymar severe injury, um, injuries in Barcelona with Semedo and Iniesta, Um, also in Manchester City with Fernandinho. Um, What we should start with is... um, Yep. So our our biggest piece of news today is the sad passing of Fiorentina captain David Astoria, who tragically passed away in his sleep today. Yeah, man, it's uh, it, it, it's it's weird. Yeah, it, it really is super sad. He was only thirty-one years old, and it, they're oh, they're man. still learning about like what's going on and how it happened. But we're obviously gonna learn more about that, and our prayers to him, his family, his teammates, and everyone who's affected. Yeah, and then lastly, we got to talk about Kingsley Coleman was out with an ankle injury as well. Yep, so we'll get right into it. Um, why don't we start with Neymar? Um, Berg, what, what are your thoughts on this injury, and how did this kind of happen? Uh, so so I, it's funny because I watched it like two days ago because I didn't watch the game live. So it's basically like it's a, it's a, it was a non-contact. Like no one touched him. Obviously, the player before him kind of like bumped him a little bit. But after that, when Neymar got injured, like no one was actually touching him. It was basically him trying to, he was hopping laterally and then he kind of landed, he, he basically landed and twisted his ankle and the, the, the force of the impact kind of like, um, they call it a Fisher injury. It's kind of like a break in his fifth metatarsal. And yeah, it's, it's, it's very unfortunate, but it's one of those things where, um, I'm questioning um, the, 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 what's his name, the, the, the manager's judgment. Because, you know, it's, it's a heavy schedule. Go from Champions League to, like, another game, another game. Legs get tired. And those kind of injuries, especially when it's non-contact, it's usually when 
you know, fatigue kicks in. You know, your players get tired. But I don't know if you, if you look back and you watch the injury again, and it's like, it's almost like, it's like, I don't understand. Like, he, he just twisted his ankle. But because I've had those kind of injury before, and it's usually, it happens every time I'm super tired and I've been playing consistently for a while. So that's, I think that's what happened. And I think Neymar, um, of course, he's got, an in, he's got a history of twisting his ankle. Because if you don't know, if you have a history of twisting your ankle, you're more likely to retwist your ankle again. And based on those conditions, when, you know, 77 minutes into the game, he's tired, non-contact injury, and this happened, obviously he's going to be out. There's like a huge debate now, man, on, you know, like where he should be because Brazil wants him to be in Brazil and do the treatment. Uh, do the physical therapy there, and then PSG is 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 in a weird situation where they're like, okay, so we pay all this money for this player, and then now, now he's in Brazil and he's not gonna play anymore. Like it's it's I'm, I'm interested to hear to hear your opinion on this dynamic because it's it's definitely it's definitely strange. Yeah, there, there's definitely a lot of factors to consider here, and unlike most sports um, that we see in the United States, there are a lot more parties that have a say in his treatment. Um, So one of the things that I really um, saw that was very, very interesting is Neymar himself does not have the right to determine if he receives or does not receive surgical um, treatment. So what? Are you see that makes no sense. It's a clause in his contract. PSG will decide if and when he needs surgery. Um, so there were rumors earlier this week that um, Unai Emery, he actually came out into the media and said um, that a lot of reports coming out of the camp were false about Neymar getting surgery because um, there were some members in the club that wanted him to play through the injury when he played Real Madrid um, in a few weeks. So really? got the oh, surgery, that would that rule is- him out completely. Dude, that would, you know what that means? That 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 would cause huge implication for his fitness at the World Cup. Exactly. If you're playing, if you're playing to, um, supposedly the report said he he he, he has a fissure, like a, a little broken. Um, he's he broke his um fistula. So not all the way, but there's like a a a, a like a line, a fracture line yeah. on his fistula. So if you play, I, I don't I, I seriously like once you like have those kind of injury, it's 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 really painful. I don't know what kind of medication they're going to give these guys to play because it, it's, it's painful. You yeah. can't run. You can't run. If, if, you're, if anything's broken, man, you can't, you can't put weight on it. You can't run. Obviously, I don't, I don't even know how they're going to actually have him play. What kind of medication, what kind of pain med they're going to give this guy, I'm not too sure. But in my opinion, in my, in my you know, professional opinion, like, I don't think Neymar would be actually playing yeah and honestly the most interesting piece out of that entire thing i think is again the fact that he doesn't have the right to choose when he gets surgery which i thought was insane but it is insane it, it, it's kind of like all right so we own we butt this player we own this player so yeah exactly tell you exactly what to do ah oh, man sports sports is a, it's just has some weird dynamics but he did have his surgery yeah, he did have the surgery. It was successful. Um, he should be back around um, late April, early May. 
Um, if PSG manages to beat Real Madrid, then he should be back for the final. I don't expect that to happen. I, I don't uh, even. We'll I don't. I don't think that's going to happen because he's, you know, he's, he's on a cast right now, and then he's going to do physical therapy, and you know, he's got to return. I, I'm. I'm not sure. It's uh, like I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's going to stay all the way through till, you know, the World Cup start. But you know, we'll see because they definitely don't want. Neymar is like a huge interest for Brazil. Like they definitely don't want that player to get injured. So Brazil's gonna have there's gonna be a lot of a lot of fight with Brazil, the Brazil national team and PSG. Another interesting thing too is like he's got his own PT. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, he's got his own PT, like since he's been playing at Santos. So you can Neymar's recovery is gonna be a lot faster than your average you know, population, you know, it's like, you know, you can do PT like every day. Yeah, that is true. And a lot of the times professional athletes, what they say is that um, whenever they're doing physical therapy or whenever they're recovering from an injury, it's a full-time job. So he's not, he's not getting treatment three times a week for eight weeks. He's getting treatment 10 hours a day, seven a week. So it's a lot of treatment. And I actually didn't know that he had his own PT. So Yeah, the guy's name is Rafael Mantini. Um, he's, um, he's over this like Brazilian and um, PSG physiotherapist for Neymar. And he's been working with Neymar since he's been at Santos. So, so l- let's go through. This is very interesting. Let's go through and see um, who is actually involved in his, who has a say in his treatment. So it's, it's, yeah. it's both. Um, it's both, actually. It's... Um, I don't know. So it's, it's, it's one, it's, it's, I have my notes. This rehabilitation will be overseen by Brazil and PSG physiotherapist Rafael Martini. So I'm guessing this dude is both a PT for PSG and Brazil. I don't know okay. if they managed to finagle that in the contract so that he had his own. He's got a physical therapist who, is, who works for Brazil and for PSG at the same time. I don't know, but it's pretty, pretty damn convenient. Yeah. Um, okay, so why don't we switch the conversation to Neymar's Brazilian counterpart in the defensive midfield of Manchester City, Fernandinho, who Fernandinho. went down with a hamstring injury. Um, yeah, did you see it? you see it? I actually did see the injury, yes. Um, it kind of seemed like he was trying to punt the ball upwards, and I guess the yeah, force, like of, he, yeah, the force he, of his leg kind of just... But you know what's funny, though? It's, it's not the leg that actually kicked the ball. <laughs> that that got injured. Yeah, true. It's, it's, a, it's the planted leg. Usually, for those of you without context, um, usually you you injure your hamstring when you know you're trying to like reach for the ball, and that ball that's um, the the ball that's actually reaching. I mean, the the leg that's actually reaching for the ball is usually the leg that gets injured. You know, it's like you're lengthening your hamstring and then you're contracting at the same time. That that full force actually kind of like tear some of the hamstring muscles but in his case it was pretty interesting because he kicked the ball upwards but the 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 leg that got injured is the leg that was on the ground which is pretty interesting <laughs> pretty interesting to me yeah that is out. that is super interesting i honestly did not notice that it was the other leg yeah, um, it was the other leg so i'm like yeah. oh wow this is this is um this is new this is atypical of what i usually see but you know, like it, those injuries, because he'll be when when he will be coming out. He's coming. He's coming back like in April, right? He should be back. They the the reports were that the injury wasn't too severe, 
So it looks like they always they always four or five weeks. They do always say that, like trying to hide information. Like, (laughs) and it's it's very funny the way information kind of trickles down from the club doctors to the the physios and the trainers to the manager, and then finally what gets reported to the media. Um, By the time it goes through all those people, sometimes it gets a little changed up. So many details get left out because yeah. so give, to give you guys context, uh, when when you when your players when your player get hurt, you know you gotta write a report. Like a physical therapy report is very extensive. They will tell you what happened, which um, ligament, which muscle, what kind of grade of injury it is, um, the prognosis to come back at a certain time. Is it good? Is it fair? Is it is it excellent? Then they give you like you know the plan of care, what the player needs to do how many days a week the player has to, you know, do therapy. And then they pass on this information to, I don't know, to the head of the medical team. And then, you know, those guys are involved in the media as well. So I guess they'll basically dilute all this information. They'll tell you, they probably know exactly when he's going to come back, but they don't tell you just in case, because they don't want to go and publish that thing. Oh, he's going to come back in three weeks. And then next thing you know, um, you know, he's not, you know, progressing at the intended date. Because don't forget, Fernandinho is, how old is he? Oh, um, 32. He is 32. 32, I believe, yeah. 32. Oh, that's, that's fairly young. Fairly young, yeah. Yeah, good. and it, it's very funny how, um, it's very funny how all of this information really um, goes from one person to the other and who takes the blame for it. So, for instance, yeah, a lot of people blame, uh, this is just a little tangent here, but a lot of people blame Arsene Wenger for Santi Cazorla's injury and the rehab because of it, but he honestly has nothing to do with it. Oh yeah, and, that's right. Yeah. They, they don't know. They, the players, the fans are not paying attention to that, man. Mm-hmm. They just want their players to come back, and that's the thing. And dude, keep in mind the physio staff, the medical staff gets a lot of pressure. Yeah, because they could tell the manager that he's not he's not coming back. We don't want this play. For example, a guy like Neymar, for example, let's say he had a you know, less, less intense injury. And then the physio said, come back at, come back in three, come back in five weeks. But he's already training by the third week. You know, yeah. the, the manager might decide, yo, we need you, man. We need you to come back. We're struggling right now. We need you. And the player obviously wants to play. You know, they don't want to stay um, on, a, uh, on the sideline for too long. Because, you know, guys like forward um, rely a lot of confidence to play. And, you know, they, they need momentum and they're going to want to come back on the field. And as a physiotherapist, you have, you, you, you have the clinical judgment to say, hey, you could go back in two weeks, in two or three weeks before the, the anticipated time, but you're likely going to re-injure it or do something again. So I don't want to prevent, I don't want that to happen. I want to prevent that. Let's just keep you on the sideline for another week. But, and that doesn't happen. Yeah, and a, a lot of the times it's building trust and relation with players too. Oh yeah, man, so. you got you have to. I, I listen to a podcast um, for sports, on um, physiotherapy in sports, and you know you have to have a lot of authority in, in to, to convey your message not only to the player but to the to the manager as well. Because lots of time, you know, they want the player back because they pay this all this money, and you know the the, the coach's job is in the line because they need they need to win certain games. So it's a it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
two more hamstring injuries um, going over to Barcelona now. Um, Semedo went down last week with a hamstring injury. And Iniesta picking one, one up this week. What, what do you think is causing all these hamstring injuries? There, I feel like there's well, so many this year. Dude, dude, dude. I, I was going to mention that. But I know for um, – it's the same case for Fernandinho and, and Semedo. Like, it's the, it's the schedule, man. It's a, you playing at a high level all the time, all this game, Copa del Rey, right, and, and Champions League. I don't know if he actually played in the Champions League. So I, 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 I don't know. You, you, you're a Barca fan. You can tell me more about that if he actually played. But, yeah, you know, so for um for the case of Semedo, though, I don't think it's too much of a overuse no. injury because yeah, he does so. split time at the right pack position with um with Sergio Roberto. So uh, I don't think it's an overuse per se. Um, it was late in the match though. It was about 70, 75 minutes when it happened. So maybe it was more of an acute case there. Oh, it's an acute seventy. So my, is it? You think? I think. So it's usually there's a couple cases. It's fitness related. The player's not fit. And um, they, they usually fatigue. If he's not, if he doesn't play consistently, you start fatiguing in 70 minutes, 70 minutes, 70th minute into the game. So maybe it could be a case of fatigue. And, you know, when you, when you fatigue, um, you know, you don't have the, the focus, you don't have uh, the, the, the proper body control. You know, lots of times you see players like just, just going for a tackle that they, they had no business going for or, or, or springing their legs to catch a ball or trying to make a sprint and they don't have the, you know, it, it, your body gets tired and doesn't have all the, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, the necessary strength to keep everything in, in order. So it's usually what happened. I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's either fatigue. And when you have fatigue, and there's, a, there's a question of fitness as well. Fitness comes into play every time you, you, you a little bit more fatigue and then you get those kind of injury. Could also be because, you know, um, there there could have been some imbalance um, in, in in you know his conditioning. Like um, those of you who, who like give you guys some context. Like there's a lot of professional athletes who have severe uh, muscle weakness. They're able to get by for a long time, and you know one day you know you get those injuries and you realize. You know, there's so much going on. And there's somebody like, um, what's his name, Dembele. He's an example of it, too. You know, yeah. not... But in, this, in, this case, in the case of Semedo, we, 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 we kind of like projecting a little bit because we don't know exactly what's going on with him. What... So it, it's all, <laughs> it's all we, we, we um speculating a little bit. Yeah, and just to go off of that a little bit, um. There is no standard protocol or agreement between clubs and the media in terms of reporting these injuries, right? So, for example, in the United States with the NFL, every week you have the injury report. It tells you exact part of the body, um, expected return, things like that. Um, for sports such as soccer, there's no, there's no protocol in terms of that. So, for instance, in, in Spain, um, Barcelona Real Madrid, they give very detailed medical reports to the uh, media they tell you exactly what muscle was injured um sometimes I, I, they great hey, it makes the job easier man i love it <laughs> i love it so much because then i know exactly what muscle to highlight and it's great but for example a club like Bayern munich they give you almost nothing they will tell you that, that leg but that's about it uh, that's that's funny too because um in the case of 
you know, Kingsley Coleman, who just had an injury. They give you like, they don't give you, because I, I looked everywhere. They give you like, it's like a snippet. Like they give you like the appetizer and then that's it. And then they tell you, figure it out, figure out the rest. We give yep. you the appetizer and that's it. Mm-hmm. And part of it is to protect, um, it, no, it, I, I was going to say to protect the player, to protect the club. But at the same time, if big club like Barcelona and Real Madrid are actually giving detailed reports, I don't know. I think maybe they're trying to connect with the fans a little bit more, you know, so the players know, so the fan knows when their favorite players are coming back. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that, that is true. And it could be um, more of a thing such as um, if the club gives all this information now, they kind of have to back it up. So if uh, they release a yeah. full report saying, oh, it's a hamstring strain, you can say, oh, okay, well, he should be back between four to six weeks. And if he's it not depends. back in six weeks, then... That, 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 that's what I was going to say. That depends on the, on, on the severity. Because not every hamstring strain is the same hamstring strain. Exactly. They're, they are one that's more severe than the other one. So, and, you know, it, it will depend on, you know, the timeline they give you. If they give you, like, two months, then you know it's, like, a little more severe than, than your typical hamstring strain injury. But like you said, man, hamstring strain been happening... It's like, it's been epidemic, bro. Like, it's been happening all across the board. And I'm wondering, okay, so what's going on here? Because if I, I, I'll be interested, like I'll, like, I'll be very interested in seeing a data of the amount of henchman injury we had this year across all Europe. And, yeah, it is certainly up there. And, I, and I'm wondering if the physio or the medical staff of, you know, every team are asking, okay, so we, we definitely got a problem here because we have this injury all the time. But nonetheless, it's sports injury happens. But if that's all you're getting all the time, then that means there, there is a fundamental problem either in conditioning or in just, I guess, the squad rotation. Because if a player is playing all the time, then obviously they're going to get injured. You know, if, do they have the squad? What's going on in a, in a, in a physio in department? You know, there's a lot of questions to ask. There's a lot of questions that need to be answered. But we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Like every year, there's more and more hamstring injury. Hear, hear me out on this. What if, like, for instance, the NFL, um, they have, like, their whole governing body, right? And they do injury analysis. They do injury prevention. They go ahead and screen all of their players. And this happens at both the team level and at the organization level. Oh, dude, so they do that. You, what if they you, do that? Yeah. Dude, you dude, you prevent a lot of injuries. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you know there's a potential problem, then, you know, then you can, if you know there's a problem there, you look at the data and you see there's a lot more of that happening, then that's when you, you, you have to dig in and figure out, okay, do people need pre, pre-injury program? What is going on? I think, you, I think it will be great. Yeah, especially from a data standpoint, because let's, let's go ahead and look at the EPL. If you're a club doctor, right, you're only looking at your 20, 25 players. But if yeah, all the doctors come together, now you're looking at closer to 500 players and you're, you have a lot more data to analyze. Dude, that'll be, that'll be superb. But that, I feel like they should, be, they should have something like that. Like, because uh, we're talking about it, it sounds like, yo, it's, it's obvious that we need somebody analyzing all these injuries. But, you know, you think they have some system like that in place? I I don't think so because at this point it's more of the fact that these teams they're very 
they're very individualistic. Like teams don't really like to share information with each other unless they have to. If they don't have to, they're not going to. And the way that leagues are set up in soccer, it's more of the fact that it's very individual. So information just stays within the club. That's crazy. No. Um, Okay, so our last topic for today, actually, um, is Kingsley Coleman. So you know a little bit about that injury. Uh, What's going on there? Um, So Kingsley Coleman, um, like I mentioned earlier, he was running. Oh, no, I didn't mention that. Okay. So he was running with the ball, right? And, um, you know, player made contact and he kind of twisted his ankle, just like Neymar did. But um, the way he twisted his ankle, like he kind of like, there, um, if you're looking at your feet, <laughs> and those of you listening, if you're looking at your, your leg, you know, there's like, and then you touch the lateral side of your ankle and you touch the medial side of your ankle. So that bone that's sticking out on the lateral side is actually connected to your, um, connected to your, um, wait, hold on, your tibia a little bit. Yeah, it's connected to your tibia. Your fibula um, is connected to your tibia by some ligaments. So I think when he's, when he twisted his ankle, those ligament that connects those two bonds kind of like had a little tear. And that means, you know, he's likely going to be, you know, he just had surgery on it too. And he's likely going to be, they call it from, you know, like, like Andy said, um, German clubs don't exactly give you much detail on you know, players injury, but they did mention that um, they call it uh shoot. Where is it in my notes? I had it in my notes. Oh, syndesmosis. Um, and syndesmosis injury. So yeah, and, and the syndesmosis is like a thing that ties the the two lower leg bones together. Yeah. Is that correct. So based on that, I'm thinking, you know he's likely gonna be in cast for about five to six weeks. You know, just for because ligaments takes a long time to heal. It's not like a muscle where you can recover like within two or three weeks. This one needs a little bit more time. And then you know, after you're in the cast for maybe five to I'm I'm five to six weeks then you got to you know do some physical therapy on it and then return to play with um a specific exercise for sports so my, i'm thinking it's, it's gonna be out for like two two months bro yeah two and that goes into will he be fit for the world cup and he's got concerns on that and if he is fit um will he even get a spot because with players yeah, such so, as it's so competitive the, the very competitive. Is so competitive dude it's, Especially it's, it's in Germany. Crazy. It's crazy, man. Yep. So we'll we'll definitely keep you guys updated on that and definitely best of luck to him. Wait, hold on. Did we um I know we, we just finished um Kate Kate well, I forgot his name, Coleman, but did we talk about um the Italian guy? Oh yeah, we did. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um so our last topic for today, it's not an injury in specific. Um, but there are rumors, actually, that a winter break is coming to the Premier League within the next year or two. Um, they're saying that this will be a two-week break in That's what February. I heard. Yep. Yo, the so fans, what are your thoughts? As a, fan, as a fan, I'm not going to like this very much. You know, I, 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 primarily, I primarily watch the, the Premier League. That, that's my that's – the, that's the, uh, uh, the competition, I, my go-to competition to watch because it's just convenient to watch this, this televised. So you give me two weeks break, man, bro. Man, I don't know. Player is not going to be fit after two weeks. But at the same time, like we talked about, it's an injury podcast. 
And, you know, there's a lot of injury that happened, especially in December and January, because the schedule is just so damn brutal. So yeah. I, think those, I think those two are definitely going to benefit the players, keep the players a little bit more healthy. And I think that's the number one reason why they're doing it. Because they're probably looking at some data and they say, oh, my God, like for the past 10 years, we've been having a lot of injury in December and January. We need to do something. It's just it's a shame that it took them, you know, this long to actually, you know, make this happen. But, you know, like people are, you know, clubs are a little bit more reactive than proactive. But as a fan, I'm not going to like that at all. Yeah, and you can see how there's so many, like, even between yourself, there's, you kind of see two sides to it. Oh, yeah, I see two sides to it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's going to be interesting to see. Give this player a little break. But uh, it's interesting. Are those two weeks going to be doing international break or not? It's another thing, right? International break around January. So we'll Mm -hmm. see how it plays out. But, you know, I think those players, man, especially in England, like, they need, um, they need to, they, they need the break, man. It's, it, the schedule is just gruesome. Yeah. My question is, why February, though? If you have so many I games know. in listen, December and January, wouldn't the break be better around then? Not, listen, man, it's Valentine's Day. Players are married. <laughs> 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 they, they, they're married. They got girlfriends. You know, they need to spend some time with their family. You know, especially the ones over who, you know, most players now, you know, don't live in England in the Premier Well, I, I can't say most players, but there's, there's a, a good amount of players that are, you know, they're not from England. So they got to go back and see this. Actually, never mind. Scratch that. Because those guys, they have house in England. They have, they only reside <laughs> in England. Yeah. I don't uh, know, but the break, the break will, will, do, will do well for them. They will prevent that. Coming back from the break, though, that's going to be interesting. Because players not going to be fit. Players not going to be fit either. That, that's going to be very interesting to see. And I can see clubs such as Manchester City and Arsenal and Chelsea, the bigger clubs, kind of taking ideas from the other elite clubs in Europe, right? Because clubs such as Juventus and Bayern Munich and Barcelona, Real Madrid, they all have winter breaks, especially in Germany. Their winter break is almost... Oh, yeah, that is true. Those guys, it's funny because I, I watched... Oh, man, I forgot about that. Yes, that's true. They have winter breaks, those clubs. Like yeah. about, uh, in in do they have um win um uh, winter break in um what's it called um in Germany? Yeah, it's it's about a month and a half actually in Germany. Holy shit! Yeah, oh, it's geez. pretty long. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, I mean, I'm guessing yeah, but in terms of I feel like the schedule in England is much more brutal. Yeah. Than than anywhere else. So that's why, and there's been, you know, a lot of injury happening around that same time. I think that's the only reason why they did it, because right around that period of time, December to January, there's a lot of injuries. I don't know. I, why February, though, is a good question, because I would do January. Yeah, then, then right, after, right after New Year's. Yeah, I would do January, right? I don't know. There's also, uh, I was going to say, What's going on in February besides Valentine's Day? Um, return of Champions League starts up again. But that's oh, about it. okay. No. Yeah, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. But it's definitely good for the players. Yeah, and definitely. I can see, I can see um, a lot of um, places like um, coming up with, you know, because those players have to, even though you have a break, you have to stay fit mm-hmm. in that period of time. So there's going to be a lot of con- – I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the club decides to 
you know, do like one one week. We're not gonna play games, but we're gonna do like maybe one two twice a week practice just to maintain a certain mm-hmm. level of fitness. Yeah. I'm be surprised. Yeah, it will be interesting to see though. Um that about wraps it up for today. Um, all right. I want to thank all of our listeners. Um, thank you also to my new co-host Berg. Um, you can follow us on social media. Um, yep. My Twitter, my Twitter and Facebook and Instagram handle is the Soccer Physios with an S at the end, and um, you can follow me there. Um, Berg, what's your handle? And for me, my my handle is the Soccer Obsessed on Instagram and YouTube. It's gonna be yep. more page coming soon, but. We'll see about. We'll see how this plays out. And if you're interested in hearing more injuries in other sports, um, the Fantasy Doctors Network does almost every sport. We have podcasts also for the NFL and the NBA, and also Major League Baseball. We just started up as well, so definitely right. check out those other avenues. And once again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.